Part 3, page 285. We'll go, Ivan says. Yay, more swimming, Ruby cries. It's not safe, Ruby, I say. You have to stay here. I promised Akilo I'd watch out for you. I made it this far, she says, donning her elephant pout face. Ivan and I sigh. It's exhausting, all this responsibility, this worry, this love. Promise to stay close, I ask. She holds up her trunk. Elephant's honor. Because a kilo will make dog soup out of me if anything happens to you. Yuck, Ruby giggles. Hey, did you know I can almost do a somersault in the water, Uncle Bob? Ivan taps politely on the door to the donut shop. But even a polite knock from a gorilla sounds like a visit from a wrecking ball. The door opens a crack. I think two or three people may have fainted, but we can't stay to find out. I hop onto Ivan's shoulder, and the three of us head off. I glance behind me to see Boss standing on the pavement watching us. The darkness and rain, I can't read her eyes, but I'd like to think there's hope in them. Traffic stop. We slog up a slight hill and round a corner. The traffic lights are out, and nobody seems to be on the streets. That is, until we cut through a strand of palm trees and come across some police officers in a slow-moving squad car. It's blue and red lights circling. Attention, one of the officers announces over a loudspeaker. <clears throat> this area is under a mandatory evacuation order. Do not... The announcement stops, and so does the car. Uh-oh, says Ruby. I think they spotted us, I say. We're kind of hard to miss, Ivan points out. The car moves closer, so close that I can see drop jaws and bulging eyes. The car breaks to a stop. The driver's side door flies open, and one of the officers jumps out. The other officer, a skinny young guy, follows suit, but he looks annoyed. What are you doing? He says. Don't be a hero. You could have stayed in the car where it's safe. I am looking, says the driver in her radio receiver. At a gorilla and an elephant, and the gorilla has a tiny dog on her shoulder, and no, I have not been drinking. They said the park got hit by the tornado, says the skinny officer, carefully aiming his pistol. We can't exactly shoot a gorilla, the driver says, and I like the way she's thinking. Try me. What's his crime exactly? Jaywalking? Thing is, I love elephants, says the driver. My daughter collects stuffed elephants. I mean, you know, stuffed toys, not stuffed real ones. She listens to her radio for a moment. Get animal control out here. Says the skinny officer, get a van, get a moving truck, get a 747, I don't care. Ivan, I whisper in his ear, this is not looking good. You and Ruby gotta stay put. Don't make any sudden moves. No funny business, okay? These guys are freaking out. Ivan sits down on the ground, slowly, very, very slowly. Ruby settles next to him. The driver smiles. Oh, that's so cute. Skinny officer nods. Yeah, in a deadly kind of way. I gotta do this, I say to my friends. If you stay calm, they won't mess with you. But Bob... Worry clouds Ivan's face. You need us. What I need is for you to stay alive, I reply. I can see he isn't going to listen to reason, so I try a different approach. Ivan, I say, it's like this. Boss is my sister. I let her down once, and now, well, I have a second chance. I'll explain it all later, but I need to do this. Ivan looks at the officers, guns drawn, then nods. You are the one and only Bob, he says. You've got this, pal. I leap into the air and into the vast unknown, just like Kimu did. Well, maybe not quite so elegantly, but I do my best. Lightning and fireworks. It isn't far to the bridge, but far is relative when the wind is blowing down houses like the big bad wolf. I watch a, sign, a stop sign fly past. I navigate around trees scattered like popsicle sticks. I keep an eye for gators and pythons. Lightning strikes a tree. I brace for the thunder. It shakes the earth, the air, my teeth, my bones. A branch falls on a power line. Sparks dance like fireworks. I hate fireworks. I move with more care after that. I know enough to stay away from down power lines thanks to the Weather Channel and Storm Chasers. Man, I love TV. 
I'd give anything to be watching it from my nice cozy bed right about now. Good thing I know where the bridge is. My swollen nose throbs. What's the point in owning a top-of-the-line sniffer if it's not working right? When I pass a bird's nest on the ground, I offer to help the owner, a jay. She swears at me. I think, at least I think she does. I hear nuts and some other interesting words. I tend to forget that in some circles, dogs are considered predators. I wonder how Kimu and the others escapees are doing. One thing I know for sure, having been on the inside and the outside, is that way too much of the world ain't made for wild animals. How would a meerkat cross a highway? How would a panther face down a city block? How would a wolf survive an encounter with a gun? For that matter, who do I think I am playing hero? Not what was right. I'm soft. Slow. I'm not a street dog anymore. I'm a pampered, lazy pooch. I hear the rush of water, a different sound from the pouring rain, and out of nowhere, there it is, the creek. Boss mentioned that the car was near the bridge, but when I get close, I remember what the officer in the shelter said. The bridge had collapsed. And then I see it. A little car, round-topped, floating, caught in a dislodged tree at the edge of the Roaring Creek, not far from the crumbled remains of the bridge. And on top of that car, even though it's completely impossible, is a puppy, waiting. And all I can think of is, that dog is a nincompoop. Another bridge. The creek is filled with pieces of trees, boards, trash cans, plastic chairs, everything you can imagine. It's moving way too fast for me to try to cross. I stare at the far side of the creek at the collapsed bridge. I really wish I hadn't seen that puppy. I know there's another way to cross the creek of sorts, downstream of it. An old pedestrian bridge made of wood, metal, and rope. No one uses it anymore. No one with any sense. When I reach it, the little bridge is swaying like a cradle. It's blocked off by a rusty metal gate to keep people from using it, but I can easily squeeze through the bars. I run halfway across, lose my footing, run some more. Well, what am I doing? A fresh gust pushes the bridge with such force that I slip. Half my body is dangling off the edge. I dig my claws into the wet wooden slats and, oh, I'm so glad my nails are long and sharp because I fight off Sarah's clippers whenever I can. Pulling, pulling, pulling. Man, I wish I hadn't eaten so much cheese over the years. And then, oomph, one last effort, I'm back on the bridge. It feels good, so good to return to that little stretch of swinging slats. I want to live, really, I do. I don't care about the puppy anymore. I just don't want to die this way, not like this. The fear's in my throat, my heart, my gut. I gotta get off off this rickety bridge. Get back to Ivan and Ruby, back to my wonderful Bob-smelling bed. I'm not a hero, never have been, never will be. I can live with that, because at least I'll be alive. I turn, moving snails slow, because the stupid bridge just won't stay put, crawling on my belly so I won't lose my footing again. Almost to the end, I glance back, like a fool. Just in time to see the car with a puppy lurch loose from its mooring in the tree, swirling into the middle of the creek like a toy boat in a bath bathtub. The puppy isn't howling or anything. He's just lying on his belly, same as me, waiting. What a nincompoop, I think yet again, and I'm honestly not sure whether I mean him or me. Hero. I will not lie. <clears throat> I'm not thinking, oh yay, now I get to be a hero. Nope. I'm thinking, you've got to be kidding me. Just a few more seconds and I would have been out of here. I may or may not use a few other choice words. Way worse than anything that Jay came up with. Then I run back to the middle of the bridge and wait a split second, maybe two or three, and I jump. Cartoons. I ain't proud of this, but halfway down I remember that I really, really, really don't like riding in cars. I'm sort of dog paddling the air thinking I can slow things down, maybe even reverse direction like Wiley Cody and those old cartoons. 
Cartoons are ridiculous for a reason. Not a movie. So, in a movie, I'd land all graceful and tough and grab that little guy. But this isn't a movie. I kind of land on top of him, legs splayed like a bug on a windshield. Not enough to smoosh him. Smush him. But definitely enough to annoy him. The car spins, dips, writes itself. Hi, I say, I'm your Uncle Bob. If you're my uncle, why are you trying to kill me? He asks. Pup has a mouth on him for being so tiny. I'm saving you, dude. I grab his scruff in my teeth. Ouch, he says. The car seesaws. I scrabble, clawing at the slick skin of the roof. My nails make a horrible scraping sound. It's like trying to hug a whale. Can you swim? I ask out of the side of my mouth. It's hard to talk with a puppy between your teeth. No, can you? Yes, but I suspect the degree of difficulty will go up considerably with a puppy in my mouth. The car lists or covers, loops along like our jackrabbit in tall grass. My claws make tracks in the paint. How'd you get on top of the car? I ask. Wasn't easy. Branch broke through one of the windows. I climbed out that way. Impressive. By the way, says the puppy, I think we may be sinking. No kidding, Sherlock. I don't mean to sound unkind, just I'm a bit stressed. I don't have a name, actually. How about Rowdy? I suggest. I hear it's available. Sure, what the heck? So what's your plan? So tell me. I say, what do you think is going to happen? I figured, what did you think was going to happen? I figured someone would come along and save me. Some human, maybe. Dog's best friend, I say. If you say so. Another lurch. We're going down. Hang on, pup, I say. Man's best friend is going to save you instead. Do not let go. The water's cold. So cold it burns. I paddle frantically. Nothing happens. It's like pawing air. I keep my teeth right on Rowdy. Don't, do not let go, do not let go, I tell myself, but the water's churning into my nose and throat, and if I cough, he'll be a goner. We hit something hard and metal straight on. I'm underwater submerged as bits and pieces of the world rush past. It's just like a tornado, only wetter. I dig at the darkness. I think of all the things I'll miss when I'm dead. Cheese tops the list. Well, okay, maybe Ivan and Ruby and Julian George and Sarah top the list, but then totally cheese. My back paws graze the bottom. My nose burns. My lungs burn. Everything burns. I have to cough. I can't cough. Mustering all my strength, I struggle to the surface for a moment, fighting the water with my paws. Rowdy is dead weight in my mouth. I hit bottom again, and this time I use it like a springboard, lurching toward the edge of the water, toward solid land, toward grass and dirt and trees and bushes and... A whoosh of fur and pain. Oh, man, the pain. Someone grabbing my paw, losing it. Teeth, sharp, sharp teeth. The smell. Even with all my mess, even with my messed up nose, the wilderness and danger. Something grabs my scruff, yanks, pulls me to safety, back to the world, back from the brink. Kimu again. Kimu has me. He drops me to the mud. His teeth smell of blood. My blood. I drop rowdy. My teeth smell of blood, too. For a long time, no words. Come just panting, coughing, panting some more. Nothing from the puppy. I shove him with my paw, nudge him with my nose. Nothing. Look at Kimu. His fur spiked, his eyes wild, different, unknowable. I guess they didn't shoot you, I say. They tried, he says, eyes on the puppy. Thank you for a trail off. He glances at me. Didn't do it for you. Or pause. Did it for me. With his right front paw, he claws at the puppy. It rowdy. Hey, I say without thinking, or registering the size of his paw, or realize that he's drooling just a little. He, uh, I put my paw, my puny, pathetic loser paw on Rowdy, too. He's my, my nephew, and, well, I didn't take you for the sentimental sort, Bob. I'm not, just, you know how it is. No, actually, I don't know. I'm a wild animal, not a pet. Still, I clear my throat and remind myself that rolling over and peeing myself is not an acceptable option. 
Still and all, he's scrawny. He might even be dead. Who knows? He got better bre- breakfast at the park. I recognize all too well the look he gives me. The look of sadness and loss and anger. The look of someone who will never forgive the world. He's running with a puppy, dangling from his jaws before I even know what happened. How? I don't know how I do it. If I did know, maybe I could better understand the other part of me, the wolf part. I run faster than I've ever run. I growl louder than I've ever growled. I grab Kimu's throat. I clamp down. I do not let go. Gone. He can kill me. With a sidelong glance and a half-hearted bite, he can kill me. I know that, but he doesn't. He drops the puppy. He shakes me off and pulls free. He pauses, looks at me like he's seeing me for the first time. He gazes at the sky, thick with clouds, no moon, barely any sun. He raises his head. His howl is long and sad and beautiful. He runs. First aid. Rowdy still isn't moving. I don't know what else to do, so I bite the heck out of his tail. Perks the little guy right up. The truth. It hits me then. I'm so tired, so banged up, I can't go on, even if I want to. I carry Rowdy to a sheltering tree. Cuddle him close, give him a couple licks for good measure. Now what? he asks. Now, I say, we wait. For what? For humans, I answer. For help. Are you sure they'll come? I think for a moment. I remember all the people I've seen today. The police, the rescue workers, the park employees, the staff at the shelter. The folks at the donut shop opening the door to a strange collection of animals. I remember George running to get Julia. And Julia trying to get me. And Sarah struggling to find them both. I breathe in the sweet smell of puppy. It's important to tell the truth. I'm sure, I say. Forever. The eye of the hurricane passes. The storm rages on. It feels like a year, like nine years even. It feels like forever. Rescue. When I hear Julia calling my name through the open window of her parents' car, I pick up Rowdy and dash over like it's my favorite place on this lonely ball called Earth. No clickers necessary. No treats required. I fly like my drool flag all the way home. And that's the end of part three. Part four is next week.